everyone, it's Emily Williams here, the founder of I Heart My Life and the host of the I Heart My Life show. I have the incredible Selena Sue here with us today. She's someone I've worked with personally and she's been so instrumental in me getting a lot of publicity and media over the past few years. So I'm so excited for her to bring her incredible knowledge to all the listeners today. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show with success coach Emily Williams. Tune in daily to learn how to design a life you love, create more success and wealth, move past fear and blocks, and bring more joy into your life and business. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams. So Selena is a publicity and marketing strategist for visionary entrepreneurs, experts, and authors who want to reach millions with their message. She's helped clients and students get featured in places like Oh! The Oprah Magazine, Forbes, and Inc., and even land interviews on popular podcasts and national TV. Many of Selena's clients have become industry leaders with seven-figure businesses, raving fan bases, and hundreds of thousands of followers. Her signature approach comes down to building a powerful and long-lasting relationship with influencers and the media in a thoughtful and authentic way. So welcome, Selena. So excited to have you here. Thanks for having me, Emily. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I really love the last line that I read, that you help people create those relationships and those connections in a thoughtful and authentic way. And I think that's so true because you yourself are so thoughtful and authentic and such a giver. So I know that the audience is in for a treat today because you have a lot of information to share and you always go above and beyond. So we'll go ahead and dive right in. Sounds good. Yeah, so I'm curious if you can just start with how you move forward with this work. What was the path that you took to become, you know, the publicity and marketing strategist that you are today? Sure. So it all started in my mid-20s when I was having a quarter-life crisis, and I was working at a nonprofit at the time, making $40,000 a year. And on the outside, things seemed pretty good. I mean, it was actually my dream job, but deep down, I was feeling unhappy and lost. And so um, through a friend, I learned about a life coach, and I joined her women's life coaching group, and I got exposed to these amazing thought leaders. I started reading books from people like Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, Louise Hay, and I discovered this bigger world online of these incredible experts and authors and thought leaders and inspirational personalities. And I, you know, realized that these were the people that could really help other people change their lives in such a big way, whether you're struggling with finding your sense of purpose, your career path, maybe you're healing from a health issue or a toxic relationship. You know, people aren't just looking for information, they're looking for inspiration. And they're these incredible role models who embody this message. And I just felt like I wanted the whole world to know about them. And so I just naturally started telling people, you know, my friends about these amazing books I was reading and people and forwarding their newsletters and things like that. and just became this connector. And over time, that turned into my career. I love that. And so when you were growing up, did you think you'd become an entrepreneur? No, like I would say I was pretty nerdy growing up in um, high school. I kind of just kept to myself. I went to an all-girls boarding school in Tacoma, Washington. I didn't know anyone there. Um, so I studied a lot, and I also played sports. 
in college, I was also like spending a lot of time in the library too. But once I started pursuing, you know, different internships and things like that, I started to get real, getting really excited about the area of publicity and kind of being that person um, to shine a spotlight on causes and people I believed in. So I would say it was in my early 20s that I, you know, kind of began this path of being that connector. I think it's so interesting because you are a self-proclaimed introvert. And so how did you come out of your shell and really start to build relationships with all of these amazing influencers? Absolutely. So it goes back to what you kind of hit on the beginning, which was giving. So when I'm connecting with these people, I'm not thinking like I want them to pay attention to me. I want them to do things for me because um, that would be coming from a place of I guess, selfishness, and that would create a lot of pressure. But for me, when I'm reaching out to these people I admire, I'm reaching out to them because it's like, wow, I so respect and appreciate their work in the, their world. I want to thank them. I want to support them. I want to connect them. And so I'm coming from a place of service. And if you're showing up from that place where you're just adding value to people's lives and you know that by being in someone's life, you're actually going to make their life better. You're not looking to take but give. And it totally takes the pressure off. Um, so I think because I wasn't really thinking about me, but rather just thinking about them, I didn't have that pressure on myself. Can you give us an example of some of the early stories where you went above and beyond and that really helped you build long lasting connections? Absolutely. So one of the people was Danielle Laporte and I had known her for a couple of years and she had a book coming out called the fire starter sessions and I was really excited about it. I so believed in her book and I, you know, said to her, do you have anyone, you know, pitching you to Oprah magazine because I have to know about the book and I would, you know, love to reach out to them with your permission. And she was like, go for it. I would love that. And um, her publisher sent me a copy of the book and they sent me some fire starter tattoos and I put together this care package, a brown paper bag with the tattoos, the book, some red fire paper. I bought my own chocolate fire chili bar and put it inside. And I hand delivered it to the mail room of Hearst Magazines, which owns Oprah, and then had like a really thoughtful note. And then I followed up with the editors there. And I kind of, I took pictures of everything and then forwarded the emails to Danielle Laporte. And she was like, Selena, oh my gosh, this pitch is impeccable. Every word, the whole spirit of it. For the love of God, thank you. And so this wasn't something where I, you know, was being assigned to this by her that, you know, we were working together in that kind of capacity, but rather I was just so inspired by what she was doing. And I was like, I want to help. I want to make sure these people know about her. So let me just, you know, create this opportunity. And then the other thing that a lot of people forget to do is, you know, a lot of times there are people that we admire. Like we tell our friends, our boyfriend, our husband, our family, oh my God, I love this person. I love this book. You should buy this. And we're telling them, but that person that we admire and appreciate has no idea that that is happening. And by not communicating that, you can't really build a relationship. And so with Danielle, I just wanted to keep her in the loop because I wanted her to be aware of how much I cared. So I took the photos, I forwarded the email, and that you know helped create a relationship. And when I was looking to start my business, um, she was so happy to offer a testimonial, and we were able to pull it from one of the emails, the thank you emails she had sent me. And also when I first connected to Marie Forleo, um, she you know assisted with that introduction. So um, you know all came around in this beautiful way, but it wasn't like you know planned in this like complicated way. I was just kind of driven by a sense of passion to help. 
Oh, those are such amazing examples. I didn't know that story about Danielle, actually. It's incredible. And since then, you've been able to connect me to Danielle and other people who have helped support her latest book launch. And so I feel like, you know, all these doors have been opened for a lot of us who also admire her and want it to be a part of her mission and help others get to know her even better and, and her work. So it's kind of, it's incredible to see what's happened since that moment. Absolutely. So I think one of the things you touched on is this compassionate side that you have to you. I mean, you are really such a giver and someone who goes above and beyond. I'd love to know where that comes from. Is it something you inherited from your parents? Have you always been that way? I'm curious to know. I don't know. I mean, my mom is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. So I think it comes from her. Um, I also think that I'm naturally just a very empathetic person. I'm very sensitive to people's feelings. I'm also able to put myself in someone's shoes, which is actually really perfect for the line of work I'm in because a big part of what I do is I connect people to each other um, or I am trying to promote someone to get other people excited about them, whether it's the media or some kind of audience of people. And so that's all about knowing how to communicate pe to people in a way that really you know moves them emotionally and gets them to care. Um, so it's something that I feel lucky to um, have developed at a young age. And do you feel like people who maybe aren't naturally that way can develop that and connect with influencers? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think also being sensitive is a big part of it. Um, and also, I guess, being the kind of person that is willing to listen and receive feedback, um, being someone who's so sensitive, like when I learn that I made a mistake or there's something that I could have done better, like I really listen and take that in. I think all of us, you know, as we're, you know, maturing and developing ourselves, there's so many opportunities to become our best selves, but some people are just not open-minded to it. Um, but you know, I am very much so, I mean, it's interesting because on the one hand, I don't have a huge ego, but on the other hand, I do from the sense of, you know, just being really driven, wanting to achieve certain goals. Um, but yeah, I'm really, I don't know. I'm also just so passionate about self-improvement, which is why I'm kind of in this industry of personal development and entrepreneurship and helping those kinds of people. Yeah, I, I am too, obviously. And it's such a passion. And I think back to all those times where I was told that I was too sensitive, or I cared too much. And now I can actually see those as being a strength and a way to connect with people and a way to, you know, naturally be a given giver and to have, um, you know, the quality of having a big heart and really wanting to support other people. And now it can be such a positive. I don't know if you ever had that experience in your life. But for me, I thought there was something wrong with me or I needed to be stronger. Um, but now I can see it as a strength. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I used to think that, you know, I wasn't the kind of person that would succeed in business, you know, like when I was in college and even in business school, you know, you see these people that go to investment banks and who are making lots of money and toughest deals, or even, you know, people who um, are these big extroverts and who just thrive on the stage. And I couldn't really see myself in any of them. Um, and also just being someone who's like always thinking about giving versus like, what can I get? Or, you know, I mean, I do care about growing my business and generating revenue, but you know, I'm not motivated by money first and foremost. It's more of just like what happens when you, you know, serve and help people. Um, so I feel like a big part of, you know, what drives me today is being a role model for other people because it's something that I was really searching for. I was wondering, 
are there any other really successful people out there that are introverted, that have really big hearts, that you know are sensitive, that are making it and are thriving because of it? And I couldn't see people like that. Um, I'm also half Asian. My dad is from China. My mom is from New Zealand. And in this space of you know entrepreneurship and business development and, and experts online, there aren't many Asian people either. And I've had people say that you know me being out there is an inspiration, and it makes them feel like you know they could do this too. So that's really important to me. Oh, I love that. I love that reminder. Yeah, it's truly, it's not like there's only one personality type that can do this work and who can be successful. And I think what I learned from doing this show and also from working with clients is we all have different backgrounds. We have different experiences and we have even, you know, difficult moments that we've gone through. Like you were talking about your quarter life crisis and we actually need to bring all of that to the table and integrate it and make it a part of us and the work that we do to really have the full impact that we're destined to have in the world. Absolutely. Amazing. So what I want to ask you next is a little bit about how someone could move forward and create the connections like you've created. So it sounds like, you know, you have your eyes wide open all the time. I know for me, um, one of the greatest things I've learned over the past few years is just to be connected to people, to build relationships. And, you know, it can feel very lonely as an entrepreneur building a business. So can you talk a little bit about tangible ways people could start to build those connections? Absolutely. So the first thing is to get really clear on what your goals are. Um, you know, have one or two goals that you're focused on, you know, in a particular year, because the people that you should connect with should be connected to your goals in some way. There are people who have achieved your goals, people who are on the same path of, as you, people who can connect you to others who can achieve your goals. So maybe your dream is to write a best-selling book. Well, you should connect with people who are authors or are looking to become authors or who are connected to community of authors, for example. Or maybe you know you have a dream of traveling the world and living in Bali. You know, Find people who have that nomadic lifestyle. So once you get clear on your goals, you can make a list of people who are connected connected to those goals. And then the next step is getting to know them. Before reaching out to them, there's a lot of research you can do, and oftentimes we can do that research online, or perhaps we know people who are already connected to them. But finding out, like, what are they focused on in their business right now? What are they up to? What are they sharing on social media? And creating, finding a way to create, like, some kind of connection. So when you reach out to them, you can say things like, oh, I, you know, learned about your most recent launch on Facebook, congratulations, or how exciting that you just bought a new cat or dog or had a baby and that kind of thing. And just reach out to people in a heartfelt way. Um, you know, not every email needs to have, you know, an outcome in terms of like, can we get on the phone or can we make this happen? Sometimes it's just saying, you know, I appreciate the work you're doing. I've been thinking of you. I think you're awesome. You know, would love to connect later this year, whatever it is. But you just want to take the first step to reach out and get on their radar and be positive and friendly. Um, so those are just some of the initial steps. But really, the way that you build these long-term relationships is by being somebody who adds value. Because, you know, for all of us, you know, me and you included, Emily, there are, you know, so many people we could connect with. Like, I'm sure people have said to you, oh, Emily, I know 
a coach. You should totally meet her. Yeah. And the thing is like, okay, there's like 10,000 coaches out there. So just because someone is a coach or a woman who's my age or a cool person, that's not a compelling enough reason oftentimes to make it a huge focus, right? So we connect with people where there are these synergies, where it's energizing, where we can support each other. Um, so it's really important to get clear on who those people are and then reach out to them intentionally and also think about, you know, how can I make their life easier? How can I add value to them? How can I connect them to people or resources or ideas or just be an awesome friend or a good listener? Because when you become that giver, then people are going to want you in their life versus just a random person. Yeah, I've learned so much about how, you know, it's so important to recognize and to take a look at how you make people feel because that's what they remember. And so when you have a focus on that and giving and over delivering and just making someone feel special and seen and like their message is important, so many doors can open, so many connections can happen. I'm thinking about the time where you went above and beyond and someone just asked you to give your opinion on their website or a sales page or something. And you, you can tell the story. I love this one. Yeah, sure. So this is about my um, mentor, Ramit Sethi. And at the time, I was just getting to know him. And um, I had gone to some of his local New York meetups. And I was in business school. And he sent me a note. And he said, hey, I'm you know, updating my website. You know, I was wondering if you might be able to take uh, you know, a look at it, like a minute or two, if not, totally understand. And I got so excited. I left my classroom. I was in business school. And I gathered a group of friends. I organized this focus group. And we went through the entire website, the positioning, the copy, the photos, the layout. And I created what was like almost like a report for him and sent it over. And he was just so blown away because he was thinking maybe he would get five minutes. And I gave him, you know, five hours of my time. And it was just, I don't know, I think I was just so inspired by that person and their work that it just felt like, you know, I wanted to do it that way. And so that's why when it comes to connecting with other people, you know, it's not about quantity, it's about quality and really connecting with the people that naturally inspire you and bring out the best of you. And the cool thing is that even though, you know, my mentor Ramit has never been a client of mine because I've gone above and above and beyond and helped him in various ways, like he really knows me and can speak to the quality of my work and recommend me to people. Um, so it ended up just being an incredible win-win. But even if he didn't do anything, you know, I just appreciated his work so much and the opportunity to help that the act of giving was the reward. And it was the same with Danielle Laporte. The act of giving is the reward. And I think that, you know, sometimes people approach networking in an overly strategic way. I mean, yes, there's strategy and there's, you know, dots that can be connected, but you don't want to put so much pressure and be overly strategic and be like, okay, I did all these things and now I'm waiting for this thing to happen. It didn't happen and now I'm upset. I think these people are using me or whatever it is. Um, but for me, because, you know, I appreciated them so much, the act of giving was the reward and I was complete after that. And I think that also when you come from a place of not being needy and just being very, um, you know, self-reliant and happy and inspired, then people naturally gravitate towards you and also want to give back. It's like dating. You don't want to go out on a date and be clingy and needy. That's not attractive. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. So we're going to take a quick break. And after the break, I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about how you created such a strong mindset. I know you've been able to create a seven-figure business and you're literally just getting started in that sense. I know there's so much in store that you have planned for the next year and for the years to come. So I'd love to talk about your entrepreneurial mindset and get a little bit more personal with that. 
Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. The Out Loud Perspective awaits you in life, love, politics, a healthy lifestyle, your faith, personal development, and living an out loud life on AmericaOutloud.com. Blitzer News and Entertainment Network, where you can listen 24-7 on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. All right, everyone, we're back. It's Emily Williams here with Selena Sue. She's a publicity and marketing strategist. So we're so excited to have her here. And Selena is one of the most inspiring entrepreneurs I know. She's been able to create a seven-figure business and really is just doing such amazing work in the world. And before the break, she talked about how she herself is so into personal development and has done so much work personally to get herself to this place and to have achieved what she achieved already. So Selena, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how you've transformed your mindset and really stepped into your power as an entrepreneur, especially being an introvert. Absolutely. Um, gosh, I think a big part of it is that even though there's a part of me that is a little bit timid and shy and definitely introverted, there's also a big part of me that dreams. And I think it's because, you know, I inspire, I surround myself by inspiring people. I read books from different thought leaders. I listen to inspirational talks. So I think all that has trained me to think bigger and see bigger possibilities. And I think a big part of me developing confidence is by taking action. So, you know, there's a lot of things I did in my business um, in the beginning and even today that are very scary for me, um, but I'm willing to move forward even while I'm shaking, even while I'm feeling terrified. Um, so I remember, you know, early on in my business, I felt inspired to lead a workshop. And the funny thing is that I, at the time, was terrified of public speaking. So right before I started my business, I was in business school, and I literally remember when we would have to introduce ourselves to like, you know, a group of people, like six people kind of in a circle, we were forming a team. You know, I just even felt nervous, like saying my name and what I did, I would the whole time just kind of be like frozen and I couldn't really like hear what other people were saying because I was so nervous about it being my turn and the attention on me. And somehow, like crazy enough, I had decided that I was going to do a two day workshop in my home that I was leading. So it's like, okay, I can't even stand 20 seconds. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know, <laughs> inviting people to my home for two days of me presenting. I don't even know what I was thinking, but somehow I did it. So I feel like 
you know, I kind of had this split personality, but I think we all have that. We have the part of us that, you know, is scared and shy, whether we're extroverted or introverted. We have that part that kind of, um, you know, wants to play small, doesn't want to take those risks. And there's another part of us that's that big dreamer. And I think because I was surrounded by so many inspiring entrepreneurs in New York City and following them online, I was like, yeah, I can do this too. And once I put it out there and people had, you know, paid money, I'm like, oh my God, I have to make this happen. And I remember the week leading up to it, I was so nervous. I was literally like paralyzed in my chair. There were just like long periods of time where I just couldn't move. I felt nauseous. I had trouble sleeping. I was like, oh my gosh, this content's not coming together because I literally feel paralyzed. And I had a friend come over and be like, okay, let's like talk through like what's happening on day one, what's happening on day two. I like needed somewhere someone there I was like so you know like just sick and incapable um but you know I just like pushed myself through it and then people started you know the day of the event people came through the door started talking to them I started leading the event and talking and I didn't die and I'm like okay you know this is good and then you develop confidence and so I think there's so many times like so that was a scary thing for me um doing my first webinar was scary um, more recently, I hosted this incredible influencer event, um, and I invited people that I didn't know to learn from me because I really wanted, you know, other influencers in the industry to be exposed to my publicity methodology. And it was such a funny thing because on the one hand, I'm like, okay, I've got this goal. I want like 40 amazing influencers there. I want to build these connections, and I'm reaching out to these people who are like, you know, idols to me. On the one hand, it's like I'm trying to secure all these people, and on the other hand, there's a part of me that's like, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna embarrass myself on stage, and I'm basically assembling all of my industry's biggest influencers to watch me. And then I'm like, no, 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 no don't talk like that scene. It's gonna be fine. And so I just think, you know, I just like accept that I'm gonna be scared. Like I'm okay with feeling like I can't do this because there's a wiser part of me that knows that knows that I can, even though there's that other part that is extremely scared. And so I think, you know, there's just so many times, and I'm, I'm an action taker, like you are, Emily. And so, you know, when you keep on taking action and getting results, you know, like, okay, the thing that I'm afraid of or the thing that feels difficult, I can achieve. And knowing that kind of the struggle is just a part of the process. Definitely. And it makes me think of Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And she literally talks about how fear is right there with you in the car. And you just have to make peace with it. And you know, it's going to be there regardless of what you're going, but it's where you're going, but you're not going to allow it to touch the radio to change the station to, you know, give the directions you're going to be in the driver's seat. And I think so many people they want to feel completely ready or 100% comfortable before they move forward or make a decision. And that's just not the reality, especially if you're going for your big dream and stepping outside yeah. of the box and pushing the boundaries. And one of the things I love that you said was um, when you launched the two-day event and you said you didn't yeah. know what you were thinking, but I think <laughs> that you were probably thinking about that other side of you that knew there was a possibility that this could work. And you yeah. were thinking about the big vision. And in that moment, you decided to listen to that instead of the fear. And I think that's like the biggest shift that people need to make if they're looking to move forward towards a dream. Absolutely. So take us back to the time after the event, because so much has happened since then. So what were the next steps in your business that really helped you get to where you are now? 
Sure. So my next step was hiring a business coach because, you know, I was hardworking and smart, but I couldn't really figure out how to grow my business. Uh, my business model was structured in a way where I could never really grow to be, you know, that successful. And, um, you know, I didn't have proper boundaries with clients. I wasn't feeling happy. And so when people would come to me saying like, oh, I want to work with you, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm busy or I wouldn't follow up with them. And yet I only had like one client. <laughs> so it was kind of a funny thing. And then I was doing these workshops. And so um, I hired a business coach and it was, you know, a large amount of money. But I just knew that I was going to be able to make up the investment. It was just you know, you just know kind of deep down, like this can happen. I, I didn't, for me, I don't know. I'm someone that I don't need to like, you know, see all the steps or the how I just, you know, if I feel inspired, like, you know, I'll go for it. I do think through things, but I knew that, okay, there are other people that work with this coach and just like them, I'm hardworking. I'm smart. I'll do whatever it takes. You know, I knew that I was going to be successful. And, um, right before, you know, I started working with her, I was making about $4,000 a month and there were people in the group talking about, you know, their $20,000 a month. And it was mind blowing to me. Like, how do you make $20,000 a month? Month as one person, it was inconceivable to me. And then pretty much the next month, like I made the same amount of money. Um, I basically did another one of these workshops and um, I doubled the price of the workshop. And rather than it just being a two day experience, I turned it into a two month experience. But all I did was I just added a couple of Q&A calls. So like four one hour Q&A calls during the two months in addition to the two day event. And so I just doubled the price and got more people. And so I, I really believe that like the biggest factor to your success is who you surround yourself with, you know, who are your friends, who are your colleagues, who are the experts that you follow, you know, which newsletters do you subscribe to? Because that affects how you think, right? And your thoughts, you know, determine your actions that create your reality. Yeah, that's such a great reminder, you know, regardless of whether the listeners are in business or, you know, in a career, if you're surrounding yourself by toxic people, then you're going to be you're going to be experiencing negative thoughts, you're probably going to experience um, a lack of drive. But like you said, you were around inspirational people, people who were doing what you wanted to do. And so they consistently reminded you that it was possible and kept you in that frame of mind. So I'd love to know a little bit more about what happens when you experience moments of doubt. So was there any particular time in your business where you felt like things weren't working and you had to continue to move forward despite those feelings coming up? And how do you handle it? A moment of doubt in my business. I mean, there's so many times when things are tough, but I've never really thought like, I can't do this or, you know, that things aren't going to turn out better later. Yeah. And actually I'm kind of grateful because, you know, every time there's been a situation where it's like, okay, I need to be more resourceful now, or this challenge has come up, it's forced me to be really creative and find new solutions and ultimately get better results and push myself. Um, but in terms of, you know, when I do feel down, um, I talk to my friends, I talk to other business owners so that I realize, you know what, this is normal. It's nothing unusual to have struggles or to even feel like you're not good enough or an imposter. Like, you know, these are normal things. So it's really relying on my network. 
Yeah, that's so true. I think that's so important. So when you're at the beginning of building your business or going for your dream, having those inspirational people around you and then consistently throughout building it and even while it's built, have those um, resources in your back pocket who you can text and who you can celebrate with even in those good times. I was talking to another guest about that, about how important it is to be able to you know, share your experiences with other people and to brag about the incredible launches that you're having or what you've learned or whatever it may be. I think all of that is essential. I love it. And, you know, I love it when people share their successes with me. Like, I don't see it as bragging. It's inspirational. But I think that, you know, when people do feel threatened, it's because they're coming from a fear-based place. But I love hearing about my colleagues and their success. And I love it when they're more successful than me, you know, because it's just inspiring to be a part of that kind of community. Definitely. So I'm curious to know why is publicity so important for business owners and for the influencers who you work with? Yeah. I mean, I'm passionate about publicity for so many reasons. Yeah. You know, there's like people, ideas, causes that I want the world to know about. But the thing is, like, it's one thing if you tell the world, like, hey, pay attention to me. I'm the best at what they do, you do. But it's another thing if there is a media outlet, um, like a business insider or a podcaster or a huge influencer, you know, telling their platform of tens of thousands or millions of people, you've got to pay attention to this person. You know, it's through publicity that people start believing in what you're doing. They start paying attention. They start buying. They start subscribing. Um, it's really important to create that buzz so you're not just the only person saying, that you're good at what you do. Yeah, that level of credibility so that people know that it's legitimate, your methods are working, what you're doing is reputable, and um, I think that's so important as well. Yeah, I mean, it's also the fastest credibility marker because all these media outlets like have spent millions of dollars, even billions of dollars building your their brands. You hear of Forbes, you hear of Huffington Post, Glamour Magazine, and it says something. You know, you could ask, I don't know, a random family member, and they would recognize that brand name, whereas there may, maybe some other credibility markers that are really significant, like, oh, I got 900 people to attend my webinar, but people outside of kind of our industry that run webinars have no idea what that means or if that's significant, um, and whereas media is something that everybody understands. Oh, that's such a good point. I know I've heard you say that before, but I'm really hearing it now. <laughs> um, you know, not everyone knows the different credibility markers that are important in our industry. And so you need something that's more universal. I love that. Absolutely. Even if you're like, oh, I was mentored by this person, like someone who is not in your industry doesn't know who that person is or was trained at this particular school. But, you know, they understand these media outlets and, yeah, I mean, it's the ultimate credibility marker, and it's something that you can use for life. You know, you get that one media hit, you can keep it on your website for life, you can put it in your bio, it can be used when people introduce you at speaking events. There's so many things you can do with the media you get. You can brag about it at Christmas dinner with your family, <laughs> all of it. So where would you recommend someone start if they don't have any media at all, they've never even submitted to something like the Huffington Post, what would you recommend they do from the get-go? Yeah, I mean, so the first thing is to start writing, um, <clears throat> whether it's writing on your newsletter or on your blog or even writing a longer post on Facebook, but really, you know, finding your voice and getting clear about, you know, what you want to talk about. And then the next step is guest posting. So there's this concept I developed called the publicity pyramid, which is a step-by-step -step process to get publicity. Because you don't start at the top. The top of the pyramid is like 
being interviewed by Oprah or being on the Today Show. You know, you don't start there on day one, but you start at the bottom with opportunities that are more accessible, but also really high impact. So for example, we discussed the Huffington Post, Business Insider, Forbes, Mind Body Green. These are all websites with great brand names that are built on the guest post model. And so they are actively looking for people to contribute to them. And then what's also cool is that, you know, with these sites, oftentimes you can include links back to your website, you know, which improves your SEO. You can include a link in your bio to a free gift or to, you know, join you at your website. And so that's going to attract, you know, new people over to you. And right away, you're leveraging the brand names of these well-known media outlets. So starting with guest posts, because you have a lot of control um, and space to share your ideas. And after that, moving up to podcasts, um, you know, both guest posts and podcasts are longer form content. Um, and then you would move to the shorter form content, um, which has more limited opportunities like magazines. Typically, you're being featured as an expert. You've got a quote, um, sometimes a story, but it's usually quotes. And then on TV, you know, segments are usually just a couple of minutes, sometimes as long as seven minutes. But that's really short versus like online media, like, um, you know, articles, online articles and podcasts where you have more space to share your ideas. And what would you say to someone who thinks that there aren't enough opportunities out there or that these, even the lower pyramid ones, are just too hard to get? I mean, the thing is, there's so many opportunities. I think if, you know, people think there aren't enough opportunities, one thing they need to do right away is change up their environment and start getting connected to people. So like if they were to join, you know, one of your group coaching programs, Emily, they would see, wow, there's so many inspirational people who are pursuing their dreams, who are pursuing media, who are putting themselves out there in different ways, whether it's Facebook lives or doing a podcast or whatever it is. And once we start being connected to these people, we'll see that there are opportunities right in front of us. Maybe there's someone in a, you know, a group or a network that you're a part of who's starting a new podcast and they're open to guests or they're opening to featuring different voices in their newsletter or on their blog. Um, there are, I mean, so many opportunities. I don't even know how to calculate the number, tens of thousands, millions of opportunities. So there really is um, no reason to not get started. Well, one of the things that really impacted me was um, hearing how many stories certain publications have to churn out every single day, and they're in need of content all the time. And I think that's so important to remember because we do get into limiting beliefs and, you know, this isn't going to work for me and all of those crazy stories. And we have to remember that our work is needed and our message is also something that people want to learn about, they want to hear. And frankly, you know, that's the whole point of this. Absolutely. So with online media outlets or maybe, you know, staff writers that need to bang out four articles a day, you know, over the course of the week, that's 20 articles over the course of a year. Oh my gosh, 20 times 50, whatever, you know, that's like a thousand articles yeah. that they're writing. And maybe they specialize in featuring entrepreneurs or people in the health space. So there's so many opportunities and that's just one person. Um, I will say that print magazines, you know, there's fewer opportunities because there's a limited number of pages. But if you are looking to, you know, share your voice in a bigger way online, which I think is really the smartest way and a high impact way, especially when you're getting started, there's really, you know, almost limitless opportunities. Yeah, I love that. And so tell us a little bit about the program that you run that helps people specifically with this type of work and these opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. So I create a program called Impacting Millions, and I'm so proud of the name because 
that's really, you know, my mission is to help other experts, entrepreneurs, and coaches impact millions by sharing their story, their ideas, and their expertise with the world. And so, you know, I think for every business owner, one of the most important skills is learning how to get other people excited about your work, right? Because, yeah, you can tell people one-on-one -on -one about what you do, but to develop the skill to get people including the media, you know, and other influencers to open up their platforms of 10,000, 100,000, or a million people to share your ideas, story, and message. I mean, that's how you create incredible leverage in your business. That's how you create a movement. And so it's something that, you know, you have to, I think it's important to invest in. I mean, there may be a stage in someone's business, like if they've got a big book launch and a ton is at stake, and they want to hire a publicist, that can absolutely be a great idea. But you still want to have those skills of knowing how to generate buzz. You want to know what is it about me, my story, my expertise that excites the media, that is interesting to the mainstream, that could help a ton of people. And so that's what I help them with in Impacting Millions. You know, I help people create a strategy around publicity and creating buzz in their business, getting their story out there, and getting on the different types of media outlets from guest posts, podcasts, magazines, and TV. Yeah, and I've personally been a part of this program. It's absolutely incredible. And I love the name as well. I was recently reading in the book Bold all about how creating that billion dollar brand, you can flip it and think about it not in terms of sales, but in terms of serving a billion people. And I really love that. And I see you do that in your program. And it's for people who do want to have that impact and they do want to be those influencers, but they also want to create movements and really change the world. And so it's powerful in so many different ways. Absolutely. I mean, you know, on the one hand, it's like, you know, you're doing it for yourself because it helps you advance in your business and become this thought leader. But it's actually such an act of service, you know, to share your story, because I know it's not just me. There's a lot of people where it feels scary to put their story out there. They're afraid of being judged. Um, it's a lot of work to figure out, like, you know, how do I get ready for TV opportunities or to write those articles? But there are so many people out there that could benefit from, you know, your story and your unique way of helping people. But they have to know who you are. And the only way they're going to know is if you take those steps to put yourself out there. Um, you know, one person that I admire a lot is Gabby Bernstein um, because she's someone that has really, you know, consistently put herself out there not just one time and, you know, kind of caught it a day, but every day she's putting herself out there and she is really impacting millions of people. You know, a lot of people in the mainstream know exactly who she is and she's making spirituality more accessible to the everyday person. I think it's such a beautiful thing. And, you know, I want other people to be inspired to do that too, to become the household name in their industry. So I want to hit pause here for now. And when we come back, we'll share a little bit more information about Selena's work, how to find her, how to follow her. And I want to also dive into some personal stuff um, that some of the listeners may not know about Selena. So we'll be back in a second. The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. All 
right, we're back. It's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host for the I Heart My Life show. And I have Selena Sue here. She's a publicity and marketing strategist. I'm so excited to have her here for a few reasons. We've heard all about publicity and how it can impact your work in the world, the movement you want to create, and the purpose you have. We've heard about moving past fear. We've heard about Selena being an introvert. And despite that, building amazing connections with influencers. And now I'd like to get a little bit more personal. So I have some rapid fire questions to ask Selena. So we're going to go for it. Are you ready? Sounds good. And so when you're on stage, what are you thinking about so that you're not thinking about the fear? Well, I'm not scared while I'm on stage. Okay. I'm scared thinking about going on stage and leading up to it, which is funny. <laughs> so in the moment, you're right there and you're enjoying yourself? Yeah. Amazing. How did you, just really quick, how did you get to that place? Did you get speakers training? How did you get to that more more confident place? Um, let's see. I feel like maybe when I was in high school or college, like I did a little bit of public speaking training, but it was only because I was so terrible. You know, I was just like so bad that I needed to do something. Uh, because even, oh yeah, when I was even in my 20s, late 20s at my public, um, at the nonprofit that I worked at, like I had to lead meetings and I would be nervous and shaking. And even when I was in college, you know, I was a resident advisor. I remember having to, um, you know, have like a kickoff meeting with all the people on my floor and I was so nervous and my body would even shake. And I knew that afterwards people were like, oh my gosh, like, is she okay? Or why is she doing it? You know? So I just used to be so terrified. Um, and I don't know, I just like keep consistently doing it, like small steps. I do think it's been really helpful to do um, a lot of podcast interviews. I did those pretty early on in my business. And, you know, just having those back and forth conversations made me feel more comfortable, you know, talking and being recorded and people listening to me. And then from there, I started doing podcasts uh, from podcast interviews. I started doing webinars, you know, because that's, you know, a key way to share your work with your audience. And, you know, it was a lot of work, but I had a partner, an editorial partner who would help me, you know, write my scripts. I would practice it a million times, um, maybe not a million times, but, you know, <laughs> put in 60 hours or whatever for like a webinar. Um, and, you know, it's just like I've been working really hard at it for the past five and a half years. I've had my business. And so now a lot better. I mean, I don't think I'm perfect. I don't think I'm the best um, presenter, but, you know, I think that I'm at a certain level where, um, you know, it's pretty good. And I just keep doing it even though I'm scared. Love it. Famous words. What is your word for this coming year? Mm, I think my word is possibility. I really feel like this is going to be a really huge, expansive year for me. And it's hard for me to even define or decide what I want because I think there could be something bigger than I could imagine for myself. So it's just possibility. Yeah, I totally agree. I see that for you as well. And I think that's so um, incredible that we can often achieve things that are bigger than what we imagined. And, you know, that's often the case when you allow yourself to go there and dream big to begin with and keep the door open and not be so attached to the how. So what would you change about the last five years in business if you could change anything? What would I change I don't know. One thing about me is like, I take a long time to make decisions. I mean, there are certain things that I can make decisions on quickly, but I really like to think things through and see things from all angles. And I think that I, um, you know, I had a pretty big team at one point, um, and I didn't need 
the same team as I was scaling my business. You know, sometimes at a certain level, you need certain people and then you evolve and you need different things. And so I think, um, I don't know, there were things like team wise that, you know, weren't really optimal. Um, and I have kind of readjusted that in my business, but I think there are places where I didn't need as much support and I could just really do it myself. Amazing. Yeah, I think it's interesting when I ask people that question, because we often don't know that wisdom until we actually go through it. Um, Sometimes there's people that could teach us and advise us, but it's always interesting to hear, you know, what people have learned. And I think for me, I always see everything that is a big lesson or something I'd change as this new wisdom that I can offer others like my clients, because, you know, Yeah, it's just so important to use everything you've learned, whether it's a challenge or something positive to help other people and to move them forward and help them get even better results. Final question, what has created or helped you create a life that's better than your dreams? What has helped me create a life that's better than my dreams? I mean, I would say it's all the people in my life. So one of my really good friends is Chris Winfield, who you know, and we partnered up to do these influencer dinner parties in New York City. And they're so much fun, and we bring together the most amazing people, um, media, and different you know entrepreneurs that we you know personally invite. And if it wasn't for Chris, I wouldn't be doing these dinner parties as regularly. And there's other things I'm doing in my business I wouldn't be doing if I wasn't inspired by my friends and colleagues around me or my mentors. Um, so I feel like a lot of my life is created by the people that I choose to surround myself with and the inspiration they provide to me. Yeah, I can see that. And I love the story of the dinner parties. Um, are you, so there is one in particular that I'm thinking about where you went to a certain company and you suggested that idea to them and they decided not to move forward with it. Oh yeah, it was um, yeah a PR firm, and you know I suggested that they do like a dinner party um, for their client, and they said you know it's too much money, and um, you know I think it's some of the best money that I spent every month. It's you know relationships. It's also creating value for people in the community. It's I don't know. It's business development. It's always I mean you know there's nothing that we you know, expect to get out of it or require. I mean, we pay for everyone, um, but it's just, it's developed amazing relationships. It's opened up big doors and it's just, you know, one of the most rewarding things that I do every month. Yeah. I've met some amazing people through your parties because you and and Chris as well have such incredible connections. It's just, you know, there's no other way I would be able to meet those people if not through the two of you. And so it is so much value and so much fun as well. And I think for those of us who are behind our computer all the time or whatever, just behind the scenes, it's important to get out and meet people face to face because otherwise, you know, not... Like, I feel like that builds that connection in a deeper way compared to if they just read about you online and looked at your website, that in person is, it just takes it to a whole nother level. Absolutely. And, you know, it's so funny because Chris is a huge extrovert, but he also talks about a lot of times like leading up to an event or dinner. He's like, I don't want to go. But then when he's there, he's like, oh my gosh, I'm having such a great time. And I feel that way sometimes too, being an introvert or just being a really busy entrepreneur. Do I really want to go? Do I really want to put myself out there? Um, But deep down, I know that it's going to be worth it. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I just really encourage people to, you know, go to events, host your own events. You know, also if you're someone that doesn't live 
um, where there are a lot of entrepreneurs like you, then I encourage you to, you know, at least, you know, once or twice a year, go to a major conference where there are hundreds of entrepreneurs like you and develop relationships. You know, we can do so much online and virtually, but having that, you know, at least once a year or twice a year touch point of in-person interaction is just so valuable. And I love how you said, even if you're not in a big city to be able to do that, because I know people think that in order to build these connections or to get in the media, that they need to be in places like New York or London or LA. And I know that you've spoken many times about how that's not the case. Yeah, absolutely. But you have to be, you know, willing to occasionally travel right? Um, or, you know, just really leverage social media. But a lot of people like Danielle Laporte, Marie Forleo, you know, I was in touch with them over email, you know, or phone long before I actually met them in person. Yeah, definitely. So one of the major topics that I talk about in I Heart My Life is money mindset. So I know you've done your own money mindset. I'd love to hear a little bit about what um, different elements have helped transform the way you view money and enabled you to hit that seven figures mark. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I was making $40,000 a year at the nonprofit, I didn't know if I could really make much more, I felt like I'd hit this ceiling. But I went to business school because I felt like, you know, there's going to be new opportunities that open up. I don't know where they're going to come from, but I know it's going to expand my world. And it was, you know, once I started meeting these entrepreneurs that had six-figure businesses, I was like, wait a minute, you know, I could do that too. So it really was surrounding myself with the right people. It expanded my money mindset. Um, you know, more recently, um, with my boyfriend, Cody, like, you know, he has a vision of making, you know, or generating a hundred million dollars. And I was like, Whoa, how do you do that? Like that was beyond what I thought was possible. But now it's something that I see that could be a possibility for me and him, you know, over time, over the years with the right investment. Um, and so, you know, so often like these big ideas that we have don't come from us. They come from other people, whether they're seeing something in us or we're seeing them doing it and they're telling us that we can do it too. Yeah, that's so true. I see that in my own life. And I think about, you know, the time where one of my coaches told me that it was possible to make $30,000 in a month. And that's what I was making in a year. And I was like, she's crazy. I don't know any 27 year olds making $30,000 a month, but I just chose to trust her and give it a shot. And I thought, you know, she's doing it. So why can't I? And I think that's, you know, it's so important to take a look at what people are doing and who's inspiring you. And also, as I always talk about, if you have feelings of jealousy or something creeping up that's saying like, oh, why can she do it? But I can't follow that and use your jealousy as inspiration to show you what you want and that there might be a desire there. Absolutely. Beautiful. So in talking about impacting millions, can you share just a little bit more about specifically who it's for? Because I know the launch is coming up in March. Um, yeah. And I'd love for people to know whether it's the right fit for them and what results they can expect from the program. Yeah, absolutely. So it's actually a program that's really great for people at all levels of business. And I say that because with publicity, it doesn't matter whether you're just getting started or you're someone who's well established, you still have your personal story. You still have your expertise. You still have your tips that could help people. Um, and so if you're not getting the kind of publicity that you want, um, impacting millions can help you with that. So it's a very kind of step-by-step -step strategic program to get publicity um, and also leverage it to really grow your business. 
business. So we have people who we call ambitious beginners. Um, maybe they just started their business. Maybe they just graduated from, you know, life coaching school who are joining the program. And then we have people that have been in business for a while and they've had some success. They have clients, but it's just a small handful and they feel like there's a world of people that should know who I am. And there are people who are also super successful. Um, you know, I think of people like you, Emily, you know, people who are like the fast rising stars that have, you know, six figure, multi six figure, seven figure businesses. And a lot of people know who they are, but it's like, you know, you want to go into the mainstream. You want to reach more people because, you know, down the road, you have probably dreams of writing best selling books, doing TED Talks, um, speaking on massive stages and impacting millions of people. And publicity is a huge piece of that. You know, I always tell people, like, if Oprah were to come, come knocking on your door um, looking for an expert like you, like one of their producers were like, oh, we've heard that you're a, you know, an incredible health coach or manifestation expert or whatever it is, whatever service provider or coach or consultant you are. And they're like, you know, can you show me some samples of your work? Have you done media? Um, do you have a following? Who have you shared your ideas with? And you have nothing to show them? You're not going to be the ultimate expert that you choose that they choose to have on the show, you know? So there's a lot of work that you have to do to get ready for those big opportunities. And publicity is a big part of that. I'm laughing inside because I'm thinking about um, the time where I went to Oprah's live event and she had this special opportunity where she's going to call someone up on stage. And I was convinced it was going to be me out of the 10,000 people. So I was, because I had submitted my story and I thought it was so impressive. And this was like right at the beginning of building my business. And so I literally spent so much time getting ready. I told my mom it was going to happen. And of course, she didn't call me. I didn't have the most impressive story. But it just makes me laugh because, like, I don't know what would have, what I thought was going to happen from that, but I wasn't ready. I didn't have my message. I was literally just starting out. It wouldn't have gone anywhere. Maybe, maybe we would have we become best friends. Who knows? Um, but <laughs> I think you're so right. And just knowing... Um, even, you know, which opportunities are right for you and what your message is and who you're targeting and what that overall movement is that you want to create if that's what your 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 destiny is. And your that program helps them, helps everyone, I've been through it myself, get clear on those really important foundational pieces. Well, thank you so much, Selena, and thanks to everyone who tuned in and listened. Um, so grateful to have you here and grateful for the work that you do in the world. I know that you're changing lives every single day. And like I said, I know you're also just getting started. So we have lots to see in store for you and for all of the amazing people and influencers that you um, support in moving forward with their dreams. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Emily. Had such a great time. And for all the listeners, remember that you too can create a life that's better than your dreams. Move forward starting today, take action. And just like Selena talked about, don't let that fear get in the way. You are in the driver's seat. And I'll see you on the next episode of the I Heart My Life show. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at I Heart My Life Now. And did you know... I'm on the radio every single day. Visit americaoutloud.com to download the talk radio app so you can tune in at 8 a.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. GMT.